0: welcome to this episode of the for the kingdom not the brand podcast and in this episode i want to make a very brief announcement uh one is that um, i'm currently putting the finishing touches on my blog which is titled the for the kingdom blog uh the, the reason why i said well i named it for the kingdom uh is because calling it the for the kingdom not the brand blog would have been a really long web address and so plus we're just using for the kingdom would really get the point across and uh, already I've, I've I've been able to make three blog posts and two and um uh the first two have already been um or cred I'm trying to think through the background so the first blog post I um, I made was about uh biblical considerations when it comes to cosmetic surgery Uh, and i've made an episode about that in the past um although that was a long time ago that was uh, before my freshman year at uw um also that's a water bottle in the background of case um in case y'all are wondering um and the second post that was um over um Navigating attraction biblically, um, and and I recorded a reading of that blog post and made that an episode, which was the previous episode as of this recording, um, and and so uh, now I'm reading over a post, uh, a, a a blog post that I wrote um, called the Proverbs thirty one man, and this actually came from a project in my life science life sciences communication course, um, and it's a very brief exposition over Proverbs 31. And I've talked about um, uh, Proverbs 31 extensively on this podcast, but I think this is now dedicated for the fellas um, in the way that this is more or less in a way about you and how you ought to pursue a godly character and godliness this isn't about you know the person that you're supposed to apply gospel riz to um and so i'm just going to begin and um anyway uh so the blog post begins with a question what is manhood today manhood is perhaps one of the most twisted terms today and those effects have reached the church we have a generation of men who are defining what manhood is f- for themselves, or they dis- or they ascribe to a, su- or to a superficial and flawed view of masculinity at best, and sinful at worst. Rather than flourishing in the way that God has designed them, uh, has designed for them to act, men are going down a path that goes that does quite the opposite. Uh, the worldly view of manhood does not give life, uh, but destroys it also so sorry for the very loud noise that y'all might have heard that was my mom. Uh, sneezing somewhere in the kitchen Uh, the effects are not always immediate though in fact they may not appear until the next generation of a family line the lack of proper knowledge of biblical manhood is leading to the the constant passivity pride and selfishness a selfishness in the church today that begs the question what makes a godly man the answer can be found in Proverbs 31, which is one of the most lopsidedly interpreted passages uh, today. Do not get me wrong. It is certainly important for men to understand the qualities of a godly woman to marry. Verses 10 through 31 tells uh, tell that she is a woman of character marked by hard work, trustworthiness, charitability, reputability, wisdom, and strength. Uh, although not exactly the type that involves uh, barbells the fear of the lord attentiveness modesty nobility and respect but let's not forget verses one through nine of that chapter and even verse 23 tells something about the husband of this godly woman i will I, i would also add the other 30 chapters of proverbs also show what it means to be a godly man but in this time we find balance in interpreting this beautiful chapter first to to understand the chapter itself we must understand its context It is a chapter meant for King Lemuel, from the teachings that his mother taught him. We don't exactly know who Lemuel is, with some claiming it to be Solomon or or a pagan king who places trust in Yahweh. If it was Solomon, then it would likely be Bathsheba writing this. Whatever the case, the intended audience is still clear. There is still an unstated prerequisite that the Proverbs 31 man is a believer, one who has tasted and seen that God is good through the Gospel. A man cannot become a godly man unless he first puts his faith and trust in the one true God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. As we dive into the first nine verses, in verse 23, there are clearly presented aspects to the godly man archetype. King Lemuel's mother shows that a Proverbs 31 man is a man of purity, sobriety, honor, wisdom, and reputability. A Proverbs 31 man is also one who leads, protects and provides. Purity is first mentioned in verse 3 where where Lemuel's mother states in the CSB translation, "Don't spend your money on women or your efforts on those who who destroy kings." Infidelity is one of the most dangerous transgressions we face as Christian men because it affects us not only on an individual level but also on a community level. How often do we hear of stories of men who have ruined their lives or reputation because of pornography and affairs? So reminding is something that directly relates to alcohol in verses 4-5. through While well, it is clear that King Lemuel, the intended audience, should not be the one who indulges in wine or, 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 or desires beer, there is still a requirement for men not to be ruled over by alcoholic drinks. Alcohol is not a sinful thing by any means, but it is drunkenness or being drunk that is evil in the eyes of the Lord. A person only needs to spend a few hours outside of a bar in a college town or during the Super Bowl to see how alcohol can remove the inhibitions of even individuals who would consider themselves moral. Honor, wisdom, and reputability come from verse 23, where it is stated that, "...her husband is known at the city gates, where he sits among the elders of the land." It should also be added that the Proverbs 31 man is one who is elder qualified according to Scripture. This is one who understands God's word, knows God's word, and has lived a life of applying God's word. Because of our sinful nature, it is now shown in perfection. Um, Or, uh, sorry, it is now not shown in perfection, but in direction. As a result of his faithfulness, he he is also entrusted to apply it for the people of god as in that elder of the land because of our sinful nature or sorry um i I would say that much of what i've stated relates to the qualities that should belong to an elder of a church or a pastor your pastor should have these qualities to be in that ministry position but there is still a need for all men to have these elder-like qualities Uh, The terms leader, protector, and provider are not explicitly stated in Proverbs 31, but it is found when we understand the duties of King Lemuel, the qualities of an elder of the land, and scripture as a whole. His mother tells him not to drink explicitly in verse 5 because he will, quote, forget what is decreed and pervert justice for all the oppressed. He is called also, quote, to speak up for those who have no voice, for the justice of all who are dispossessed. Speak up judge righteously and defend the cause of the oppressed and needy as stated before the proverbs 31 man is elder-like in qualities or is an elder himself in verse 23 and it is clear that an elder is meant to lead and protect for the good of the people under his care the aspect of being a provider goes all the way back to the genesis 1 account where god created the world and made adam in his image adam was told by god to subdue the earth with his work and fill it with fellow image bearers of god The Genesis account in chapter 2 also displays this. It says in Genesis 2 that, The Lord God took the man and placed him in the Garden of Eden to work it and watch over it. In verse 15, Being a provider or a worker is how God made us as men, and we should embrace his design for us. When we hear the aspect of how God designed us to be leaders, protectors, and providers, does that mean all of us guys should become soldiers, firefighters, police officers, farmers, hunters, etc.? No. There is absolutely no verse in all of scripture that says so. When we talk about biblical masculinity and manhood, we should not gravitate to cultural stereotypes. We should fix our eyes and minds upon divine design in the gospel. Stereotypes, when it comes to masculinity, can easily crush and deceive men. They can crush men by making them think they have to live upon their own solitary strength and act cold to everything around them. They can deceive men by having them think that their worth is found in money, the number of women they can take advantage of, or whatever temporal or sinful exploit that you can name. Men, you can be in the corporate world and be a leader, protector, and provider. You can also be a soldier and have the exact same role, albeit with different applications. What matters to God is not just the outward actions but also your heart posture are you submitted to his lordship are you submitted to his divine design and plan for your life or is your life merely conducted for the temporary temporary things in your own glory and something that must be addressed is that leadership does not mean being being an authoritarian over individuals as men, we should ultimately look to the Son of God, Jesus Christ, our vicarious substitute who died for us on the cross and rose again on the third day so th- so that we may be reconciled to himself. Our headship or leadership is sacrificial and is marked by being a servant. Jesus embodied that when he walked on earth because he humbled himself by condescending unto earth and throughout his life, in Paul Washer's words, he gave gave and gave until there was nothing left to give and so a question may arise what if you're not married and and i think that may be a question that many single christian men have because they do not have a bride of their own and children to lead provide for and also protect gentlemen if you don't have a family of your own make it your mission to pour yourself out for christ's bride the church and the children of god you don't have to be a pastor to have an impact on the church even being hospitable for the glory of God and the good of His people has an eternal impact. Maybe the Lord will give you a family one day, but understand that being single or single or married does not change your standing before God. No marriage status could ever match the redeemed and righteous status you have before God because of His grace, and sorry, or unmerited favor found in the gospel. And with everything in mind from expositing Proverbs thirty-one, I would not want to leave every man. Reading this proverbially hanging, the Bible, God's word is indeed inerrant, insufficient, and infallible. But we must also recognize that supplemental sources can be profoundly helpful in helping us understand God's word. These resources may not have the inerrancy and the sufficiency that our Bible has, but let us men be equipped for the tasks set ahead before us. As it is noted in Hebrews 12, we have a great crowd of witnesses of past heroes of the faith. Let us lay aside every hindrance in our faith and push forward towards impacting eternity. And may our life model be for the glory of God and the good of his people. And there are six resources that I uh, listed in the blog article. One is a biblical manhood by Stuart Scott. Two is the exemplary husband by also Stuart Scott. And the third is Disciplines of a Godly Man by R. Ken Hughes. Uh, Resource number four is Disciplines of a Godly Young Man by W. Carey Hughes and his dad, R. Ken Hughes. Uh, Resource number five is It's Good to Be a Man by Dominic Manon Tennant and Michael Foster. Um, And six is the only video in this uh, list. It is... What is biblical masculinity and why is it important? By Johnny Artavanis of Dial-In Ministries with Paul Washer. I've recommended this video in the past, but it, it is also a podcast episode on the Dial-In podcast also that's primarily run by Johnny Artavanis, um, who is now the pastor of, of Stonebridge Bible Church in Tennessee. So... Anyway, if you want to visit my blog, it is now the uh, www.forthekingdomblog.com. And uh, hopefully by the time you visit it, uh, I will put the finishing touches on it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, this blog isn't anything too pretty, but it's for the kingdom and not the brand. So, catch you guys in the next episode. Peace.